Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that shuts up when our producer tells us to. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is El Paso bound. Yeehaw. We are pumped. Back to the Sun City. We are. We're excited. Yeah, you're back second time in three weeks. Yeah. You basically live there at this point. I do. This is my home now. (laughs) Sitting to my right, he is the recruiting analyst here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You know him. You love him from uh, Next Level Athlete. He's Greg Powers. Grev. What's up, y'all? Did you say Grev? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm Grev on... uh, The fantasy football, the DCTF fantasy football Did league. Did you I'm just Grev. fat finger that? I fat fingered it. Uh, <laughs> it literally year. is like Grev has joined the I fat fingered it on year one, and it was such a good joke and so funny that I'm just going to be Grev forever. I just, <laughs> like, see, that's I, I, that's why I don't play fantasy football with you guys. You guys play with <laughs> you guys play with live ammo, and I'm just not ready. Every for that. every time it would pop up Grev, I would just chuckle like it was so good. Today, I, go ahead. I feel like I stole uh, so. Pickle was picking after me in the fantasy draft. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here's fantasy football talk. I feel like I stole her heart with the Kyler Murray pick. Yes. Today you did. is Wednesday, September 8th, 2021, 78 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Episode 1,236. On today's show, my friends, we've got this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, next level athlete, sitting to my right. That's uh, so I'm nodding my head. I'm nodding my head to signify that he's sitting over here. Then we'll have uh, the Texas High School uh, Football Coaches of the Week. Then you caught up with uh, Billy Embody, our buddy from PonyStampede.com, talking some SMU recruiting. Uh, they're on a heater. So a lot to talk to there. Talk, talk about there. It's got to be a fun time to be an SMU recruiting fan. I think yeah. that's correct. Uh, plus a little bit more if you stick with us. Do we have first four through the door? We woo. Oh, no. Now you're talking. This is going swimmingly. Um, we sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Brent Homan, Aaron Flynn, and some guy named Matt. Matt Stepp. Haven't heard of him. Did Welcome in, not, fellas. Did you not mute your computer as he makes sure his computer's muted? <laughs> that was actually my computer. 
Was it really? Yeah. Oh, that makes oh. more sense. That's why when I tried to do my sound. Pickle, I apologize to you. You don't deserve that, and I apologize. And I'll head. I'll bow my head and shit. Yeah, you. Are you feeling okay? You. I don't need you. No, you I'm, people. You. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, programming note off the top. We will have a show tomorrow. It'll be on tape. So if you're going to ask questions in the comments tomorrow, you're going to be awfully disappointed. <laughs> uh, but it will be on tape. We'll have a full show tomorrow. So don't worry about that. In the meantime, oh, we are live now. Ooh, that was good. Ew, was that your elbow? Elbows. Ew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is this week. In Cruton. It's this week in recruiting. With Greg Powers and Next Level Athlete, follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter, D one See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, chicken fingers. Tenders. Tenders. Darn it. You, you messed that up so bad. What is, is there a difference between a finger and a tender? Is that just like... Um, no, it's just what they, they call, call it. Yeah. The Express Tender Pack. The Express Tender Pack. You're right. No, you're 100% right. And they are tender. I mean, can so you, it's, a, it's, a, it's like, it's descriptive. Can you take down seven of them or do you go with the four? Can you do the seven? I'm a, you know I'm a wuss. I can only handle the four. I've, or, I ordered the seven once. Like, there was one time where I was like feeling, I, You got ambitious. I did. I was feeling like really like, ah, oh, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to put these this bad boys away. Mm -mm, I can't do it. But what I do, as I as has been noted on this show, I do the four piece, the four, the four tendies. But then I also got to have a side, like an extra side. That's what I love to do, too. I gotta, or I gotta, at least an extra roll. If not an extra side, I got to have I got to have roll. something, something little bonus on the side. I passed your Chicken Express in Hillsborough the other day, and I thought of you. Oh, on my way gotta, down to Austin. You gotta dip into that one. That one is like one of the <laughs> I just thought about the, the best brand chicken expresses in the, <laughs> and he's been in the to, state. He's and been I've been to, all to all of them. Yeah, I've been to a lot of them. <laughs> this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. A lot to get to on the recruiting world. We'll start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise, let's go to Atascasita. To a guy who put on a show on the big stage. Uh it was Umble Atascasita, twenty twenty two wide receiver Chase Sowell, uh who uh, went nuts against Allen. Seven catches, 182 yards, and four touchdowns in their big streak-breaking uh, victory over the Allen Eagles. He's a baseball player as well, but he picked up offers this week. If you beat Allen and you put up those kinds of numbers, you get noticed as evidenced by the offers from Northern Iowa. And you want to talk about people who are usually on the ground floor, guys like this. UTSA offered him. Uh, that feels like a pretty savvy offer there for Umbel Tascasita, wide receiver Chase Soul. They wasted little time, and those two schools joined Howard Payne on his, as his first three offers, and this is a guy who is definitely on the rise and kind of caught everybody's attention, you know, with the huge game, um, you know, up helping, I guess – Guess it technically wasn't wasn't an up. It technically wasn't an upset. Technically, the computer was not. Okay, technically wasn't an upset, but uh, it was a big win for Humble Tascasita to go in up to Allen, and you know pull it off forty-one to twenty, mm -hmm. hundred and eighty-two yards and four touchdowns against what is considered to be one of the top defenses in the state. And I think that things are just now starting to take off for Soul, who's going to continue to ramp up interest because he's going to have big games like this, I think, week after week. They've got a loaded team. And oh, yeah. You know, I'm still debating on my week four destination, but that Atascacita Denton guy, her game is looking mighty tasty. Yeah, it really is. But they came away with um, 
you know, we've talked about it. It's the scalp. It's the scalp that everybody wanted. And uh, Soul was a big reason why. He was the number one target for Gavin Session. Uh, going nuts against, you know, an, 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 an Allen team that hasn't lost at home ever. And, and I think that that is, to me, he's a guy who might get lost in the mix there at Atascocita because they, they do have so many right. playmates. Cam Dupery, obviously, everyone's crazy about their, their offensive tackle, right? Uh, Gavin Session, I think, is a playmaker. I like him a lot. Keith Wheeler, their wide receiver. Yeah, Nate Kibble, another young offensive lineman who's a stud. Yeah, and so it's easy to overlook a guy like Chase Sewell. So he needed, like, this is the kind of breakout game where I feel like, especially when Jeff Trailer's sitting up and paying attention, it's like, all right, you do this, and you're gonna get you're gonna get noticed by some schools like uh, across across country, obviously. And his touchdown catch right before halftime, I think, was like the de- one of the defining plays of that game. So mm-hmm. it was a it was a big momentum turner, and they rode that wave into the second half. What year is he? Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. He's a senior, so uh, he's gonna only gonna heat up from here. Let's go on to our what was next? Our commit of the week. Our commit of the week. Believe it or not, there were no FBS commitments in the state of texas this week crazy i know wild i guess everybody's kind of keeping their powder dry uh but this does give an opportunity that back in august we had a big flood of commitments yep and we couldn't spotlight them all because this is a brief segment but um let's talk about a three-star prospect uh from everman uh, offensive guard seth martin who committed to tcu back in early august uh, TCU, he picked them over offers from like North Texas, Texas State, uh, UNLV, among some other schools. Uh, but here's a guy on the interior line, a three-star guy that I know you like his upside uh, to step in and, and 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 you know play potentially early there in in, in Horn Frog Land. Well, he picked the Horn Frogs over offers from North Texas, Texas State, Dartmouth, Furman, and UNLV. So he didn't have like one of these massive offer lists, right? Mm-hmm. So, and one thing that I respect about TCU always is their ability to evaluate Mm -hmm. and when they take a guy that no one else is on you have to to hit the pause button and say what are they seeing that one I may have missed and two what uh, the other schools have missed in this guy and to do a, a little bit more of a deep dive on Seth as you mentioned earlier in August we had a flood of commitments we really couldn't dive in into this one um and then continuing to watch his development on tape as a senior is a massive interior offensive line prospect he's broad-shouldered he's really tough to get around Um, you're not going to move him because he plays Mm -hmm. with good balance he's strong at the point of attack and he's just solid all around but the thing that I kind of really like about his game is when he flips over to play on the defensive side of the football he exhibits quick feet and athleticism to make plays behind the line of scrimmage and I think that translates well to the college level in the Big 12 where he's going to have to move around a little bit uh you know, in a pass heavy league. So I think he's a guy who has an extreme upside and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I would say he's a guard now, but he could be the type that could also work out at center and he's smart. Mm-hmm. So kind of check some of those boxes. If you see Seth Martin as a three year big 12 starter and think, where did this guy come from? We're trying to kind of tell you about him now. He, he does have some of those intangibles to be that guy. And I, I kind of like him as a center. The other thing about, like, let's be honest about this. Like, when we talk about which programs in the state of Texas, the FBS level, have been the most, the the best at putting kids into the league, right? Offensive yeah. line wise, A and M obviously has been excellent. Texas, to a certain extent, has been pretty good. 
TCU's been pretty good too. You know, TCU's got a fair number of offensive linemen. Halapulavati Vitae springs to mind. A few other guys that have made that leap to the next level. And so, like, this is one of those things that they have, this is, I think, especially on the offensive line, in a lot of ways, TCU, because of their move to the Big 12 and because of that, they have gone away. They have not had to go to the diamonds in the rough. We have to find these kids that nobody's talking about. But they still do that on the offensive line. And in their own backyard. And it's worked out for them. Yeah, and I don't think there's a program out there that could probably say, I told you so, Mm -hmm. more than Gary Patterson's staff. Yes. Because they find these guys, but what they do a great job of is developing them. Mm -hmm. And that's what you know that you're going to get if you are a prospect who is looking at TCU. If they have faith enough in you to see you in person, extend you an offer like through their camps or after they've done an in-person evaluation, they have faith that they're going to be able to develop you not only to be a frontline starter – uh, at a high level, but potentially also one day be a draft pick. Most certainly. Uh, certainly keep an eye on him, uh, Seth Martin, the Everman offensive guard committed to TCU. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers and Excel Athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Oh boy. Let's talk <laughs> about our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is Timpson athlete Terry Bussey. We've been um, singing his praises all week because of what he did in their huge win over Wascom. Uh, 201 yards, three touchdowns passing, 96 yards, three touchdowns rushing, seven tackles and an interception. Uh, they got him playing quarterback right now. Um, he He's a class of 2024 kid, so he is only a sophomore this year. I mean, he was a kid who burst onto the scene as a freshman and made an impact. Um, he's already got some offers from UTSA, SFA. That is not the end of this kid. I think he is a superstar, and I'm very glad to see us highlighting him on the underclassman of the week. Well, he's also named as one of the most significant Texas high school football prospects preseason in 2A. So mm-hmm. this is a guy who I've, I'm have i also very high on. Six foot, 170 pounds, plays multiple positions. He was the district offensive MVP last year after playing. I think he played quarterback, wide receiver, running back, uh, flipped over, and I think had 50-something tackles on the defensive side of the ball. He's like a Mr. Do-it-all. Uh, but the ceiling is very high. I, I would not be surprised by just the end of this season that his offer list, let's just say, let's, has increased by 300%. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's got two offers now. He's a guy that's probably going to have, you know, eight to ten offers by the end of the year, and he's going to be a national-level recruit likely by the time it's all said and done. And if you're a Timpson High School football fan and you're not at the game on Friday night, what you doing? I mean, he's he's just a star. Like, he's a star, and he's one of those guys – I mean, I don't want to start going crazy with, like, comparisons and stuff like that, but – he reminds you of those game breakers at the 2A level who it's immediately identifiable. It's like, oh, you're the best player on the field. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel the same way watching his film that I felt watching Rashad Paul. Uh, Like, I felt uh, felt watching uh, 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 D. Paul at at Monday. I felt Reginald Davis at Tenaha, uh, James Washington at Stanford. I'm certainly not comparing him to them. I'm saying the feeling that I get is the same. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. (laughs) What I'm saying is that I get that same feeling of, like, I watch it and I'm like, you don't have to tell me what number he wears. Right. Like, I know he's the best player on the field. And he's got three more years left counting the rest yeah. of this year, you know, and he, he wasted a little time bursting onto the scene as a freshman. And to be quite honest, the Wascom score caught me by surprise. I know Timpson's pretty good, mm-hmm. but, you know, Wascom is just one of those teams that I always think is going to win every game mm-hmm. they play. You know, like, I think they're going to win almost yeah. every game they play in. And. 
this is just going to be exciting times. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the the type of player who can single-handedly help lead his team to a state championship with one of these next three seasons. Yeah. And people are going to want to be around him and go watch him play, and he's going to be a whole lot of fun for us to He's cover. a star. He's a star, most certainly. Uh, let's round it all out with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week is Arlington Bowie, 2022 offensive guard Devin Campbell. Big, a lot of love for the interior lineman today. Yeah. I like it. I like it. We spread it around the state, too. Um, Big he has named the top love. five. He's got his five down to Texas, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, and USC. He's a Dave Campbell's Texas football super teamer. Uh, he's already taken official visits to Oklahoma. And you'll see we have him rated the number eight prospect in the DCTF Hot 100 at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. And a guy who is going to make one of these programs very happy. Not a surprise to see five heavy hitters in his top five. Yeah, no doubt. He had 31, he had 31 official scholarship offers, narrowed it down to his top five. He's already, as you mentioned, taken a couple of the out-of-state official visits. I think that official visit to Texas is going to be, like, key. I, mm -hmm. I, Texas is one of those schools who – I. You, I'm predicting that he will end up committing to Texas. This one isn't mm -hmm. over. He has a lot of schools chasing after him, of course. But I think Texas sits in a really good spot for him. And as a matter of fact, when we spoke with uh, 247 Sports recruiting analyst Mike Roach a couple weeks back in regards to Devin Campbell, he was uh, he was still sticking by his prediction for him to end up in a Longhorns jersey as well. So uh, just interesting to see where this one goes, you know, and, and – this is like for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff at Texas. This is like one they have to hang their hat on. Mm -hmm. They've been after him for a long time. Um, even before he got the job there, he's been identified as one of the top players in the state, one of the top targets for UT. And now it feels like they're out in front. So if he doesn't go there, then it's going to be a setback or a loss, or at least viewed that way by the fans. So if you're an in-state recruiting fan, especially a UT recruiting fan, this is a very important recruitment, and Texas does make the cut there. Yeah, this is a guy who, yeah, you got to keep him in-state, especially, like, look, let's be honest about this. Oklahoma, or rather, A&M's not on this list. And so if you are the only Texas team on his final five, you gotta, you gotta close this. You right. gotta close it. You gotta get this guy. This feels like this. I, I don't want to say it's a class maker or a class breaker because obviously Steve Sarkeesian's doing good, good things on the on the recruiting trail, regardless of whether or not they lay him Devin Campbell. But if you're talking about sending a message and saying, "Hey, we're gonna start sealing the borders here, and we're gonna start getting these guys to stay in the state of Texas," then, then this is. I think this is an important one. That like you know, this is important for. I don't want to say like, you know emotionally because it's not but it right. feels like it feels like a momentum uh type type recruitment here. well i feel like texas in state has to do well in arlington isd they have to do well at mm -hmm. cedar hill they have to do well in oak cliff they have to do well in south dallas desoto lancaster there is a lot of talent that comes from these places um that play you know some of the best football in the state and ut needs to be able to have success recruiting those areas and they're out in front right now for Campbell they can't lose him you know that's just one that I will see like if I if he goes somewhere else I'll when we're writing about early signing period mm -hmm. we'll be like the one who got away right. it would be him the guy who never gets away <laughs> I feel like I tee it up every time is Greg Powers <laughs> next level athlete follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout follow next level athlete on Twitter next level D1 see his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting stick around because I'm going to have you introduce your interview coming up here in a moment we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. And now, a word from our sponsors.
Fast scans, happy fans. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the official digital ticketing solution of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Simplify your school's ticketing with Hometown, providing schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketings for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible at your school. That's hometownticketing.com. Fast scans. Dave Campbell, Texas football. He's proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each week, each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your week two, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Juan Cuevas from Donna North. Coach Cuevas' squad picked up their first win since October 2017 in convincing fashion, taking down La Jolla Juarez-Lincoln 38-14 to end Donna North's 31-game losing streak. It's the first career head coaching victory for the second-year coach. Congratulations to Coach Cuevas and those Chiefs. In 5A, Eric Mims from Amarillo Palo Duro. Text football today's own. Palo Duro alum Eric Mims is making an impact at his alma mater as the Dons are off to their first 2-0 start since 2012 after a big 64-41 win over Plainview. In 4A, Bill Elliott from Salina. Coach Elliott's Bobcats improved to 2-0 on the season with a solid 35-24 win over Paris. Salina's second straight victory over team ranked in the top 10 of the 4A Division I poll. They get number one this week. In 3A, Rodney Vincent from Shallow Water. Coach Vincent's Mustangs earned even their record at 1-1 one one on the year with a solid 36-23 win over a good 4A program in Seminole. It's the first win at Shallow Water for Vincent in his first season at the helm after, take, after a successful stint at Cedar Park Vista Ridge. In 2A, Chad Rogers from Tioga. Veteran coach Rogers earned his first win at Tioga in style as the Bulldogs rolled to a 56-0 win over Electra to improve to 1-1. One in 1A, Craig Steele from May. In a rematch of the 1A Division I state championship game, Steele's Tigers exacted a little bit of revenge on the defending champion, Sterling City, taking down the Eagles 104-80. And in the private school ranks, Bryce Helton from Waco Live Oak. Helton's Falcons proved their medal in a non-district showdown with perennial UIL power Blum, smothering the Bobcats for a 52-0 victory. So those are your Week 2 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all your all the coaches, and thanks for all you do for the players, schools, and communities. Powers, who'd you talk to this week? We caught up with PonyStampede.com publisher Billy Embody, who is having a lot of fun covering SMU recruiting, especially since he started in the June Jones era. Ooh, yeah. So it's been a steady rise from yep. there. Here is Greg Powers' conversation with PonyStampede.com's Billy Embody here on Texas Football Today. Greg Powers, TexasFootball.com, and like we're like we do every week, we're joined by one of the top uh, recruiting analysts in, in the entire business, Billy Embody, PonyStampede.com, part of the 247 Sports Network. Billy, uh, you've been plugged in at SMU for a long time now. You've been covering it for many years, uh, but this is really exciting times, I think, especially covering the recruiting side of things. Won't you just kind of give us the re- recap, what it's been like for you covering the beat there at SMU? Uh, you know, through multiple staffs and, and how enjoyable it is to cover Sonny Dyke and his crew there uh, in Dallas. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. I mean, I was coming up in the biz when, you know, you and Gabe Brooks and those guys were kind of holding my hand, quite honestly, coming up and, you know, got in at the tail end of the June Jones era, uh, which uh, I, I remember <laughs> looking at the roster and somebody put it out there that over half the roster didn't have another division one offer coming out of high school. 
And that was where I got my feet wet was going from June Jones to Chad Morris, uh, who, you know, turned around the program from a, just a perception standpoint, from a, a recruiting effort level standpoint, uh, excitement level, all of those things. And that was when, you know, covering recruiting and, you know, going to high school games and going to practices, camps, and all those things really became a big part of my life. And, uh, you know, that kind of energized me and took me down this career path. And from there, you know, Coach Morris moves on to Arkansas and, you know, Sonny Dykes comes in as this hire that a lot of people are saying, oh, gosh, kind of a retread, you know, had success at Law Tech, had a little bit of it at Cal, obviously a huge, huge name in the state of Texas. But what's he going to do to take SMU to the, the next level? They just went from hiring the hot name of the offseason and Chad Morris and could have had Tom Herman and they hired Sonny Dykes. Well, it's worked out very, very well. He has he has had a plan and executed it to perfection to take advantage of the city of Dallas, um, really brand the program as not just a school that recruits Texas, but a school that recruits Dallas and recruits it very, very, very well and at a high level. So, you know, since then we've been it, it took off early on. They got some great transfers and that got excitement. And then we hit a global pandemic and their recruiting was still very good, but gosh, this 2022 class and now even 2023 is taken off. Like you, you, we really haven't seen at the group of five level, except here and there. And it looks like it's sustainable and um, it's just been a fun ride. I feel like, you know, I've seen the bottom of covering a program's recruiting efforts and now I'm seeing the true top of it. I feel like, you know, I've got over 20 years in the biz covering recruiting and um, what they were doing with Chad Morris, uh, part of that staff there was really intriguing, you know, and I thought, wow, you know, SMU's really on the rise, but somehow Sonny Dykes and his staff there have really taken it to the next level. Um, you mentioned the transfer portal. As a guy who's used to covering a lot of high school prospects, I think like you're one of the the best guys to ask about this because I see SMU as one of the premier names nationally when it comes to the transfer portal. They really have a key understanding of what players are going to fit into their system, what guys can come in right away and contribute. Um, just covering that part of it, what's that like? Kind of give us some perspective because I know you have some experience doing that. Yeah, they, they look back on it now and Reggie Robertson kind of was the one that made it okay to transfer back to Dallas and go to SMU when things didn't work out for whatever reason, you know, his family was, was dealing with some health issues and he wanted to come back and SMU was the good fit for him. And at that time, it was kind of one of those things where, okay, you took this former, you know, high end prospect who could really, really run and go. But Reggie Robertson was, you know, quite frankly, immature when he came into the program. Uh, he said it, coaches have said it. But he certainly brought um, credibility. And then Shane Bouchelle comes in the next year. And that really kind of turned things. And the thing about it, though, with this staff is now that it's a few years in, I get asked about every kid with a Texas tie or maybe, uh, you know, Jim Levitt knows a player now from his time. You know, we saw it work out with Isaac Slade Matutia uh, transferring into the program, but it's just every player that was a former four-star prospect, I get asked about, is SMU going to take them? Well, the thing that they do so well is evaluate character. And when they have a gut feeling sometimes that it might not work out or this kid might not fit into our culture, now they say, okay, we don't need that. We don't want that player. 
and he might go elsewhere for whatever reason. You know, they're former five-star prospects that I've gotten texts from people who I knew in his his recruitment, and they say, hey, you know, do you know anyone at SMU that, you know, you can poke or, or say, hey, you know, think this kid's going to enter the portal or, oh, this or that, or, you know, do you think they'd be interested? And I say, well, what quite honestly, what type of kid is he? Why is he leaving? Where Where is he at? And very rarely has SMU gotten burned by that. And the thing with the pandemic, too, is it's created such a tight number of scholarships that you can't afford to be wrong on these initial counters because otherwise these players will be in your program for multiple years, which SMU does very well taking guys with multiple years left. And you don't want to handcuff your cuff your roster, not only with maybe a potentially miss high school evaluation, but also a missed transfer evaluation. So they, they do a really good job diving into the character and the off the field player and person that they're getting just as much as they do about the talented uh, player that they're pursuing on the field. Definitely a key transfer scored seven touchdowns in the opening week's game in Tanner Mordecai. So definitely a solid addition there. And I think everybody across the country is taking note now of what SMU is doing, it's, it's starting to translate to W's on the field. Speaking of W's, I, you know, there's no recruiting conversation, I feel like, when you're talking about SMU that can't mention the name Rashad Samples. You know, he's a, he's a key figure that pops up to me continuous, continuously as I talk to recruits in the streets. I'm sure he, it does for you as well. How big of an impact has he had uh, on the recruiting landscape in Dallas? Yeah, I think – kind of the way Reggie Robertson made it okay for players to come back to Dallas as transfers. Rashad Samples really made it okay for high-end players to come to SMU. And now they're, they've built on that. They've got a really, really strong support staff. You know, Tyler Olker, Jeff Jordan, uh, Jordan Blake, uh, countless others on the staff that, you know, handle things off the field and make, make it a place that's welcoming from the moment these guys step on campus. And then other assistants like Kenny Perry and uh, Steph McClure and Chidiro's of Deribe. And it just seems like, you know, Garrett Riley recruits Dallas, all these guys, they all have one thing in common is that they just kind of keep it real. And what you see is what you get. They're not hyping anything and they're not, you know, being fake. And that's the thing with Rashad samples that has made him such a huge uh, impact off the field, just as much as, you know, being there for the guys on the field, you know, when they're going through the tough times of developing as a player and, uh, Rashad has, you know, really, you know, cut his teeth at Texas. He got a huge name off the field recruiting there. Comes to SMU at a perfect time. You know, Sonny Dykes, you know, allowed him to kind of get his feet wet as an on-the-field coach when they had a late opening right before the season. And he just recruited, recruited, recruited. Could go hang out and watch games and do this and do that. And he just just built these great relationships in Dallas, which make a lot of sense. But he's done it because he's the same guy that he was, you know, coming out of uh, skyline. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's a really big bright spot on the recruiting trail for SMU. And, um, like you said, deserves a ton of credit for it. Former four star out of Dallas skyline, I might add, and he had a pretty good career, uh, <laughs> there as well. He was a lot of fun to watch in high school. And I know a lot of people still remember him in this area for what he's bringing to the table on the field. And then the connections, of course, with coach samples at Duncanville, uh, Reggie samples, his being his father, I think, you know, pays dividends. You know, people know the sample's name. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Billy. I got to Jordan Hudson and Chase Biddle, the two highest-rated guys in this class. If you had to pick one, who would it be and why? 
for SMU or for either for for any any team? Yeah, let's keep it for SMU. We're talking Mustang, so let's just say, hey, you got to have one guy in this class, and you had to pick between those two. We're going to talk about both of them, but if you had to pick one, because I have a hard time rating these guys, you know myself. I've got Jordan Hudson above Chase Biddle in our DCTF Hot 100, both four-star guys. Uh, but it's like one of those things that I wrestle with all the time, so I'm needing some help. I'm going to go with Chase Biddle if I'm if I'm picking if I'm SMU. You know, defensive help is something that has kind of escaped SMU from time to time. You know, this is a team that can score points, put up yards, um, especially the receivers they have. And I'm not saying by any means they don't need Jordan Hudson. They do but they really need somebody like Chase Biddle who can really run and be a difference maker on the back end. So um, just because of the position of need, it's hard to find really, really good safeties. So I'm going to go with Chase Biddle if I'm SMU. Jordan Hudson committed a few days before Chase did, and it kind of sent shockwaves through the recruiting atmosphere, you know, because he had such big-time offers. I mean, like everybody in the country – had offered this guy. He was a one-time commitment to Oklahoma. What's he bringing to the table? Uh, why should SMU fans be excited about him? You know, I mean, he, he's just – he can run. He can make plays. Um, that's the big thing uh, because he's, uh, you know, just the instant impact guy that they, they really need. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at what he's bringing to the table, um, you know, he brought that, that credibility, I think, that final push – uh, that made it, you know, okay for for Chase Biddle to even take the next step and 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 to really, uh, you know, go ahead with his commitment. You know, we heard the rumors like, you know, I was hearing it and I was like, man, is he really going to do it? Is he really going to do it? Is he really going to do it? Well, you could kind of go back through Twitter and you know, hints dropped and things like that, and say, okay, all right, they were telling the truth. But I I kind of sense that Jordan Hudson kind of made it okay. I don't think he was a reason why Chase Biddle ended up at SMU, um, but he really, I think, kind of paved the way uh, for SMU to land Chase Biddle. And, you know, he's uh, somebody that just makes plays left and right. You know, his track number uh, as a junior, 11-3-4, nothing that really jumps off the, the table or that jumps off the page at you. But, you know, I think he just breaks down guys really well um, and, and works his leverage well. Uh, he's He's – Somebody that I think when you look at what SMU has really developed well uh, under Sonny Dykes is the guys that might not be that 4-3 laser guy. They got the guys that can really be possession receivers, be sure-handed, and they love getting them in, in space and being able to get them to be productive. So Jordan Hudson has the athleticism uh, to, to make that uh, jump to the next level and be successful at SMU and, and probably end up being a draft pick if he puts it all together. There's uh, nobody more dialed in than you when it comes to SMU recruiting, man. I know that people uh, that are listening to this show, we talk about SMU all the time on This Week in Recruiting, but if you're a big-time SMU, SMU fan, you should also make sure that you give Billy a follow on Twitter. Uh, you know, Check out his website, PonyStampede.com, where he's breaking all the news all the time, at Billy Embody on Twitter. So give us another guy in this class who SMU fans should be excited about. And I'm going to preface this question with the fact that uh, recruiting rankings are what they are. We go out and we evaluate guys. We look at guys and decide, you know, maybe this guy has a higher upside than that guy, but you are really dialed into what SMU has been looking at in particular. Is there a guy that, you know, everybody should be excited about that maybe some people are sleeping on or is it the next two highest rated guys in this class like Pierre Gorey, who, you know, these are the guys you got to talk about because they are who they are. Yeah, I'll give you uh, I'll give you two. 
Uh, and one is is a high-end defen- defensive player that they landed, kind of surprised a little bit, but Michael Abuka Okioide out of Rowlett, you know, he's somebody that if you look at a, a position of need, SMU needs pass rushers and they need length, and he's that, and he can really make a difference. I've been really impressed with him. Uh, he seems really locked in and uh, went through the process and ended up, you know, committing to SMU, and it was a big land for Chidiro Uza to rebay the new defensive line coach to get him on board. Uh, beats out in numerous Power Five programs. You know, six five two thirty four. That's verified. That's that's solid stuff right there um, from him. So they added him uh, at a position of need, and then, you know, quite frankly, the lowest rated player in the class, Quentin Harris, out of Arlington Seguin, six eight two eighty five, and you know he is a little bit taller than SMU's one A one B left tackle, who's Marcus Bryan, who came into the program at 245 pounds, and he's now 310, and he's about 6'7". Well, that's what they see in Quentin Harris, who has picked up some big uh, offers from Oklahoma State as of late. You know, he's going to be somebody that they're, I think they're going to have to hang on to, um, and he's just so athletic, and they worked him out in a private uh, setting and just offered him on the spot, and within a week, he was committed. And that's the type of guy that they've had a lot of success with recruiting. So, you know, he's already got that, that size. I mean, he's 6'8", 285, and that's a crazy long and, you know, crazy big offensive lineman. But uh, SMU really likes those guys. They When they evaluate guys in person, they do a really good job hitting on them or at least getting guys that are going to be in the rotation, not complete busts. And so that's what Quentin Harris is. I'm higher than uh, the rankings are on him, and I, I think he's going to end up picking up some scholarships here thanks to his senior year. That's why SMU fans need to pay attention to what you're saying right there, man. Quentin Harris was a guy who did commit from off the radar, even my radar a little bit. You know, we had him in our uh, scouting service. He wasn't rated as high as what we would project someone to go to SMU. His tape is really solid. And we had him in the database at 240 at the time he committed, but he's up to 280, 285 pounds now. Uh, So definitely a a huge steal for SMU. Billy, thanks for joining us. Uh, As always, man, uh, you're somebody who I definitely – Pay attention when you say something when it rega- in regards to SMU. I pay attention. So thanks for jumping on with us today, and uh, we'll keep we'll keep dialed in with what you got going on. Appreciate it, Greg. Have a good one, man. And uh, it's always fun catching up. Thanks. There he is, Billy Embody, uh, PonyStampede.com. Never looked better. Um, appreciate his time. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's that's that could come across as a dig to Billy. I love Billy; he's good people. But like, we, we didn't realize until afterwards that, that he had his camera off and so It's just like there was no like it was just like the avatar. avatar. Well, what I didn't know avatar. is that the avatar showed because when you're recording the segment, then the audio was great. By right. the way, oh yeah, no, no, it was, I mean su- stupendous. Not interview. even any lags, but yeah. I didn't know that it put up a blank avatar whenever so, that happened. Set Billy in body when I was recording. Right, uh, but I mean, look, really exciting time to be uh, an SMU. Fan. I mean, they're they're right now. Two four seven Sports has them ranked as the third best recruiting class in the AAC. Not buying it. Um, Not buying it. They got as many four star commitments as the other two top classes mm-hmm, combined. Mm-hmm. They so, got two call them out. They're just they're just flat out. I mean, the thing is, and okay, we had friends from two four seven Sports, Gabe Brooks and Mike Roach, on the show. Yes, uh, you know, on Thursday or on the watch along. Um, like we, I get it, but. 
So um, this is a knock on them or the people at 247 Sports. But their formula is largely based on quantity. Right. Like there's a there's in my opinion, there's too much of an emphasis on quantity as opposed to quality. That you look at this, they've got uh the TC, or SMU has nine commits right now, two four stars, seven three stars. That's a lot of stars. That's exceptional. Right. That's exceptional. Like, plain and simple. And so, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, Cincinnati has 19 commits right now. Well, the thing you got to keep in mind with your an SMU recruiting fan is they might not take a lot of recruits, but they're going to be one of the most national presences. Mm-hmm. You have a national presence in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And guys like Tanner Mordecai, who scored seven touchdowns in the opening game, are also going to come to Dallas. Exactly right. So, we appreciate Billy and Buddy hopping on with us. One last thing to do today, friends. The Dave Campbell's uh, Impactful Leadership Award, presented by First National Bank of Omaha, recognizes 10 influential Texas high school football athletes who are leaders both on and off the field. This week, uh, congratulations to Will Hutton from Richardson Lake Highlands High School. Just call him Lake Highlands, I suppose. He's on the Student Council, Country and Western Dance Team Captain. Love to see it. (laughs) Bass Fishing Club co-founder and captain... Look at him. Pickle Pickle is over this here is like uh, my people. <laughs> yeah, Pickle is trying to recruit this kid. Uh football team captain for two years. He's a volunteer with Carry the Load, uh, with the NHS, church youth group, mission trips, AP scholar. He's got a four point one two GPA, seventeenth in his class. He's a first team all, all district receiver. He is a stud. Congratulations to Will Hutton of Lake Highlands, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football Impactful Leadership Award winner presented by First National Bank of Omaha. Read more about what makes uh, what makes Will a great leader at TexasFootball.com. Now let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, one thought: You have a little country twang that comes out when you say Omaha. Omaha. Presented by Omaha. 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 <laughs> That's weird. We have we have mutual friends from Omaha, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, a, a particular wine sipping one. Yes. Yeah, that one. Those blondes you can't trust them. <laughs> Crazy. Um, <laughs> just want. Although good to for them, they they actually won a football game this weekend. Good for you, Nebraska. Anyway, go on. I didn't We're know if that was going to be Nebraska now. or West Texas A and M. I didn't. <laughs> I, just, I just hope I just hope Aaron Hardigan's listening. Anyway, <laughs> what's next? Um, I think just oh. There were some questions on where we're going to be eating. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Step sent the list. Yes. So um, tonight, uh, I believe we're getting together with Patrick Melton of El Paso Americas. And we're going to Carlos and Mickey's. Carlos and Mickey's. Um, tomorrow for... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say. No, you got the list. What are we doing for lunch tomorrow? Uh, Ellen Jace, tomorrow afternoon. Darn right you are. Chico's on a Friday afternoon, where I believe we're meeting Coach Martinez out there. I will not be at Chico's, because I have to fly back on Friday morning, but um, I did... Shout out to everybody. If you've got other suggestions, tweet them to me, but we're Especially looking... Especially late night stuff. We're looking for a late night. We're looking for a post-game meal, mm-hmm. because I don't think we're going to eat dinner beforehand. At least I don't think so. We no. might munch on something. but There's like, no way that the yeah, guts have room Jets. for LNJs to turn around right. and go eat two hours later. That's exactly right. But we're probably going to need some post-game. It sounds like uh, El Camita. Is that right? La Camita? El Camita. El Camita yeah. uh, is, is the play. If you have a better place. Uh, yeah, and I tweet. got told that I did it wrong last tweet. time. Yeah. Wasn't it a coach who told you you did yeah, it wrong? Uh, Aguilar? They said, yeah, Coach Aguilar said, uh, he goes, you got the Alpa story, right? And he goes, <laughs> Should have gotten Slatas. All right. Smart <laughs> so hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correct my mistake right. if we go this yeah. time. So we'll go there. But if you have any other late night suggestions in El Paso, uh, please tweet Ashley underscore Pickle 12 uh, on Twitter. Uh, anything else? Nope. That'll be it. We'll have a show tomorrow. Um, it'll on be tape. recorded. So don't ask me for first four because 
I'm going to ask you for the first it. four on the recording. <laughs> you can make them up. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Billy and Buddy of PonyStampede.com for being our guest. Hey, Powers, thanks for coming by. You're welcome. Can I see you all again next week? Do you want to do it next week? Let's do it next week. Okay, fine. Uh, Pickle, right down on the calendar. Let's it's, do powers next It's week. in the, uh, oh, God, what do you always say? Pin, Palm pin, pilot. Palm pilot. <laughs> I was like, pin pass. That's not <laughs> right. Such a youngster. For Ashley Pickle, <laughs> I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on tape on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.